It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 55. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited to welcome to the podcast for the first time Gopher men's basketball player Parker Fox. Parker's working through a second major knee injury, and we'll hear from him about that and a whole lot more. Parker also has his own podcast, and we'll preview that and talk about what it's all about and why he's decided to host such a podcast. As always, our Go Gopher podcast podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit Sunbelt minnesota.com or tnma.com today the go gopher podcast with mike Grimm is also partnered with affinity plus federal credit union like the gophers affinity plus is fundamentally sound with preparation focus and follow-through affinity plus is a local minnesota credit union providing all of your banking needs including a top-ranked mobile app and talk about community involvement they've got it great work with special olympics minnesota as a big booster of the annual polar plunge which is coming up log on to affinity plus org slash go gophers for more info on the many great services they provide. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. Tony is a big time gopher fan and we're podcasting from the Aquarius Home Services studio for episode 55. I invite you to subscribe to our podcast. It's free to click the subscribe button. You can listen for free at any time. You can also go back and listen to previous podcasts. That includes last week's show, which has been great. We got great feedback from it. Brand new gopher volleyball coach Keegan Cook. I invite you to go back and listen. He was great. This week, we're talking Golden Gopher basketball on the Go Gopher podcast episode number 55. My conversation with gopher player Parker Fox is next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors. With more brokers, buyers, and offers, Sunbelt gets owners 15% more than the market average. Learn more about this True North company at sunbeltminnesota.com. Hi, Gopher fans. This is your State Farm agent, Tony Hoagland. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm home and auto insurance, you save an average of $889 a year. My agency is ready to help you combine home and auto and start saving today. Call 763-421-4900 to start saving. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It is episode number 55. My pleasure to welcome to our podcast for the very first time, Golden Gopher basketball player Parker Fox. Good to see you, sir. Mike, appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, this is awesome. Now, we, at some point here, before we get done, we'll talk about the great podcast you also have going called Double sure. Down, and we want people to definitely listen to that, and it's a really cool uh, concept as well, and you have a marquee guest this week that yes. will help promote, and yes. we'll tease that. So yes. later on, uh, have uh, we're going to make sure people listen all the way through because we're going to pre- preview that. But as we record this, this is Thursday midday, the day after Minnesota and Indiana played a really entertaining game at Williams Arena. The Gophers a little short-handed, um, and, you know, more injuries. You think about you and Isaiah who haven't played at all, and then you throw in uh, Dawson's injury, uh, you throw in Braden's injury, and then Pharrell's injury, and it's seven guys last night. And they gave Indiana, who came in red hot, everything they wanted. And I asked Ben Johnson this in the post-game interview. The first question I asked him, because the juxtaposition of emotions where if you're the coach or you're a teammate or even a fan or a broadcaster or whatever, you got to have a sense of pride with what uh, how that team played, with the grittiness. I mean, that's been kind of Ben's calling card in terms of trying to get the identity of being a tough, hard-nosed team. But then juxtapose that with the emotion of you had the game there for your taking, up three with three minutes to go, and you lose. So as a teammate of those guys, and you're an emotional leader too, yeah, you're up sure. there waving the towel yeah. and um, I think when Trayton dunked, you you were the most excited guy yeah. in the arena uh, late in that game. Um, how as a teammate, when you when you have your brothers in sports, so to speak, yeah. go through that and almost have it and almost pull off a great upset against a really good team, but you probably have some pride in how your guys played. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was weird. I told, I told Kelly Pfeiffer, the ref, I was like, have you ever been a part of something like this? Have you ever watched like 
we were all in these, we just got these brand new maroon jumpsuits and it was me, Zay, Daw, Brayden, Caden didn't even dress, um, Pharrell, we were just standing there. I was like, have you ever even seen anything like this? And he was like, honestly, no. Like I've never, I've seen people fall out and I've seen overtime games, but I've never seen like six guys come up in sweatsuits and, you know, keep, keep members of our team yes. as well, you know? So, um, but at the end of the day, we just, we just preached. Um, and I just tried to preach to the guys because I'm, you know, I'm the one that kind of leads the, the huddles and stuff down the locker room and just preach to them like, Hey, we are all we need at the end of the day. Like you, there's a reason you're here. Um, and now you have a chance to go out on the court and show 10,000 people why you're here. And it's just, we talk about opportunities all the time in our program and uh, having an opportunity to play a team like Indiana, you know, nobody expects us to go into that game and win. Like, but we did. Like, we, Ben, ben preached like, hey, expect to win this basketball game. Like, expect to win. He kept saying expect to win. And uh, I think he just kind of convinced us that that we have enough and we, we were powerful enough to do what we needed to do. And um, I was just excited for my guys, you know, a guy like Trey who um, has had opportunities here and there and, you know, has an opportunity in this Indiana game to step up. And he made some great plays for us. You know, a guy like Will Ramberg coming in, getting a couple back cuts. He had a crazy wizardry play over uh, J-Mo. I actually tweeted about that one. That was crazy. He, he like, was, was about right ready to choke Jamo yeah. to get that rebound and then somehow work this Houdini act to yeah. get the ball up that and was make one of the, the shot. One of the craziest things I've yeah. seen. And we were, we were watching the game back last night and Jamo was like, well, I saw Will put his arm around me, so I just tried to stay still so and let him <laughs> and let him go around me. And I was like, well, that it worked out because Will made the bucket. But it's like a no, trick shot. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I think at the end of the day, it's it's all about uh, it's all about your attitude when you, when you bring it up to the court. And, uh, you know, anybody could have, uh, you know, just collapsed and just been like, hey, this one's, it's not our night. Let's move on to the next one. But that's just not who we are. And that's just not the kind of kids that, you know, Coach Johnson recruits. So um, I think it's just a kind of a testament to to what we're trying to do as a program and the guys that we have in our locker room. And I was just proud of our guys because um, that energy is a standard. And that's the first thing I told the guys uh, after the game. The locker room was a little quiet. Um, and I just came in there. I was the last one in there. And I was just like, hey, that energy has to be our standard. And now we know from here on out that what level we can play at. You know, you saw the hustle plays, yeah. you know, Taurus and Talon and Jade and all the guys. You know, everybody's jumping on the floor, dying for loose yeah. balls. And like, that has to be what we're about at the end of the day. And that's the way we can, you know, continue to move forward and hopefully pick up some wins. Yeah. And I thought at Ohio State, th- there was more maybe of that energy. And it's not that in other games there's less energy or less hustle, but sometimes just how a game unfolds. Yeah. Like last night, I think sometimes um, guys will, um, you know, that grittiness or that toughness when they know that there's there's more to have to be done than maybe on a normal night. All of a sudden, you can draw something out of yourself or as a team. Um, and I thought for the season that was the best um, toughness that this group has displayed. And in other games, maybe where it wasn't as tough, it wasn't. I'm not trying to say well they were dogging it or it was malicious, but when you got a young team, especially, mm-hmm. it's a learning. I mean, I think times guys play well I'm playing hard last night I think they learned oh this is what hard is all about right yeah no you're 100% right and I think like you said young guys obviously coming from we have four guys coming from high school and it's it's a different level and you don't know the level that you have to play at until you're kind of in it you know like it's it's such a unique thing it's basketball such a weird way and and with that it's like if you're not if you you can can think you're playing hard but then there's another level that you don't even know that you can take like we we preach it all the time with our preseason conditioning is like take your take your mind off of yourself and put it on somebody else and until you're able to do that you never know how really hard or her how much effort you can put into you know a game or a play or a set or whatever it is and you know we talk a lot about the details of things you know we we know that you know last night we didn't have you know size to match up with race and trace down there yeah but we're gonna defensively scheme something up we're gonna have very detail oriented and if we feel that we trust our coaching staff and if if we execute on those details we can put ourselves in a ball game just like we did and you know credit to our staff too they did a lot of just a phenomenal job coach Kemp I think was on the scout and he did a great job uh, along with coach Johnson, Thor, and Jenkins, and just like getting us ready for what was going to come our way, because we knew it wasn't a it wasn't an easy battle, and and we you know we were up for the test, and uh, we were right there, and 
I think that's just uh, it's uh, it's positive, and, and we gotta we gotta roll with that kind of high a little bit. Yeah, and sometimes too, when when you have that adversity, you come up with a situation where you have no choice but to do something. Uh, sometimes you maybe even stumble into a few things, like maybe that zone now is something you guys can yeah. use in the future because it was pretty effective last night. Um, you know, I I thought, and there were some other times. Um, I think was it Chicago State late? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. uh, that helped yep. you guys switch to the zone. So maybe that's something. But there's also times where maybe last night, as we mentioned, those guys, those young guys especially, like, okay, now this is the effort, this is the intensity. Because I think there was a little difference. You look at last year's team with a bunch of 22 and 23-year-olds, yeah, no there was never a doubt any night. There was always going to be toughness and that grittiness and that, you know, and that's just those guys knew because they'd been around the You've block. Yep. And so maybe you see a difference, too, as a leader in terms yeah. of how you have to lead from last year to this year. Yeah, and that's kind of been the biggest thing all year, you know, because obviously we are so excited about a guy like Pharrell. We're so excited about, you know, the skill of Jaden, shooting ability of Braden, the athleticism of Josh. Like, those intangibles are there, but now it's like, hey, what's this next step we're going to take? You know, we always talk about bridging the gap, right? We got, you know, a guy like Dawson Garcia who's been around two high major, you know, very good yeah. programs. He's been around a lot of college basketball. Jamison Battle, been a lot, around a lot of college basketball. Torres Samuels, a lot of college basketball. Tuan Cooper, you know, <laughs> go yeah. down the list. We got, you know, six, five or six guys that have been around a lot and then five or six guys that haven't you know and we're just trying to continue to bridge that gap and I think that's kind of been our biggest thing and um, and I think it's done with leadership I think it's done with showing up every day um, you know our older guys we talk about you can't have a bad day you know you can have a bad moment you can have a bad play uh, but when we are between the lines in a practice, you, in a practice, you can't have a bad day because the the margin for error is, is too slim, you know. And, yeah. and you got to show up every day, and you got to learn. And uh, we're just continuing to learn, and we're continuing to grow. And you know, I'm excited about what direction we're going in, and uh, I'm hoping everybody is as well. So Trayton had eight points, eight rebounds. Trayton Thompson, and I know you. I, I watch you guys interact. You guys, mm-hmm. I think you're uh, a guy who looks to me like you've kind of taken Trayton under your wing a yeah. little bit. You were even last night as he's coming off the floor, you're talking to him and, and offering some things. And he's been an interesting uh, guy because he started the year as a starter and then his minutes dwindled and then he got another chance last night. It reminded me a little of the Rutgers game last year when he scored his career mm-hmm. high 10 and played all 40 minutes. Yeah. And given the chance, he he put up some numbers. And of course, he made a mistake, you know, made some mistakes as they all, yeah, you know, everyone's going to sure. make mistakes. You yeah. can't play 40 minutes without, you know, doing something. Um, but man, what he gave, that tenaciousness and he blocked some shots yeah. and he fought for some rebounds. He honestly didn't get much help from the officials. I thought there were some times where where he got fouled and it wasn't called, and then two of his fouls were jokes of calls. Yeah. And um, you know, and and it turns out he ends up fouling out. But I was encouraged with what I saw from number forty two last night. Yeah, no, so was I. You know, I I, I really actually like that officiating crew, um, John Brooks and Kelly. They're a pretty good crew. Yeah. Um, good interactions with the guys. But you know, in, in a Big Ten game, there's going to be missed calls. We're all human. Yeah. And, you know, and um, you kind of just got to roll with those you know that's part of the game and uh, I think Trayton kind of learned that too you know it's something where he hasn't been in a lot of minutes roles yet he hasn't played what he probably played 35 38 38, 38 minutes yeah. last night you know he hasn't he hasn't done that I was just with him at lunch here I and mean, he was just talking about how exhausted he was and da, da, da. Um, but no you're right you know I I think it's uh, a credit to him too um, being able to to just listen and, and learn and run to coaching you know he uh, anytime I ever say anything to him, he, he's most of the time he he looks me in the face and he, he listens. You know, obviously yeah. sometimes when you're in the competitive heat of spirit, sure. you know you, you don't <laughs> want to hear anything from anyone. But um, no, he's he's a dude that he, he he does everything the right way. You know, he he works his works his tail off. Um, and you know you just want guys that that work hard for you know things to pay off. So um, and, and then being in my position, you know, obviously uh, there's kind of two responses to injury. You can kind of pout and moan and, and make it about yourself, or uh, you can kind of take a step back and put the program first. And that's what I think is most important. So um, anything I can do to help, I just try to be a part of. You know, I don't want to I don't want to take over or you know coach something that the coaches are not. So I think I try to pay a lot of attention to what we're trying to coach and try to help him implement that from. A different voice, you know. Obviously, when you hear it from coaches, you you want to learn, you want to get better. But uh, the approach from a you know a, a 
peer can be a little kind of different tone of voice sure. or a different attitude, or maybe I'm even a little harder on them, you know, compared to what the coaches are, or maybe the coaches said something and I see it the same way, but it's just a different kind of way to portray the message. And, um, that's just kind of what I try to be about, uh, just kind of bring that energy and, uh, get everybody excited and, and make sure the guys know, like, you know, you're here for a reason. Yeah. Like you, we, you're playing at the university of Minnesota cause you're a good enough player. And now, you know, go show everybody why. Yeah. And trayton has got some skills. He can shoot, mm-hmm. although, you know, and you need to kind of get in that rhythm. Them, but he, you know, he, but he's got a seven foot, and you don't teach that, so that yeah. is a good starting point, yeah, right? Exactly. But he can move, he can run, and um, last night I even mentioned on the radio a couple times that he, um, after you know these long stretches without any timeouts, I said, man, he is uh, tired, and I didn't mean it. I hope people didn't take it to me, and I thought I'm suggesting he's out of shape or anything. Mm-hmm. I'm saying he was pouring so much into that yeah. game, and when you go along uh, back and forth, and you've been playing six minutes a game, or and sometimes not even playing a game, as you know game shape matters and there's no other way so I thought he poured everything he had into that game no he did he did and we were even talking about in the training room this morning um, just about how obviously physical exhaustion but mental exhaustion too like he was talking about he left the timeout just so tired that he just like forgot the exact play that coach ran up and then somebody had to remind him it was just a simple pin down or something something light but just like the exhaustion you can just tell he put everything into the game and and we all did you know I think um, you know if you watch that game and you see guys flying around the floor like there's no that's not you, you don't just do that you yeah. know it's not just like that's just not a given you got to have the guys that want to do that you guys that know hey I'm going to play 39 40 minutes but I'm still going to die for that loose ball I'm still going to make sure I close out and you know we talked about the details like we did earlier and it's I think that's what it's about and not every guy has that and I think it's encouraging to see that the guys most of the guys in our locker room have that and uh, for the older guys especially teaching these younger guys like hey that's what it's about you know yeah. Talon jumps on that loose ball Jaden's right in front of it now Jaden sees hey my point guard is you know he's leading and out he's a fourth year fifth year guy I don't know Talon's old for his grade whatever he is but <laughs> um, you know he's he's laying on the court you know sacrificing his right. body in the next possession I gotta make sure I do it and I think that's that's kind of the difference maker you know you gotta have that leadership from your older guys uh, and then it's gotta trickle down to your younger guys and at the end of the day your younger guys have to see it and they have to you know put it into work but um, you know setting that standard is, is important we talk about that a lot in our program yeah you think about in relative terms how many learning points these freshmen have compared to even other freshmen in the league who yeah. aren't playing as much. No, for sure. Um, and obviously the hope then is in a year or two yeah. years that all these learning points now pushes them ahead of other guys who are playing four minutes or not playing at all. Like even last night, um, Indiana's got a guy who last year was ranked 92nd in the country high schooler. He didn't play. Wow. You know, and so, but that guy's not learning what yeah. these guys are learning right no, now. No. So, okay, he's 92 in the country, and I'm sure Indiana people are saying he's going to play, and maybe he was banged up a little bit, whatever. Um, but that's how you can help kind of elevate a program is, you know, it, it, it's tough right now because you're yeah. living through some mistakes. So, obviously, that's kind of the hope. These learning points will eventually turn these guys into those grizzled veteran guys that can win Big Ten games. Is that, and yeah, Big Ten games. You see, you, know, you say right there, it's, it's, uh, this conference is a beast, you know, <laughs> especially when, when it comes down to January, February, and you're playing two, three games a week, and you know you you lose one at Michigan, and you know we we thought we played pretty well there, but at the end of the day, you got to flush it and you got to move on to the next one. Yeah, you know? and it's so tough too, especially when you're a freshman. You want to come in, you want to contribute, you want to help, you want to obviously help your own team, but you want to you know help your future as well and that kind of stuff. And there's such a learning curve and a learning process that takes place, and uh, you know I'm still even learning through it as well. You know I I you know I'm learning different things and how how refs call the games and how you know you can get away with little little things being physical and that you probably couldn't in high school maybe you get an extra half step that's not called a travel and you yeah. know it's just it's integrating yourself into a into a new game and it's obviously basketball you've been playing the game your whole life you shouldn't should never be scared or you know have to worry about playing the game because at the end of the day it's just basketball it's just a game but um, you know learning these little nuances of how to kind of get away with something and um, you know I think it's it's it takes time yeah. and um, the only really way to learn it is is to play and to be a part of it so um, I'm excited that you know these young guys have that opportunity, especially when we hopefully bring back um, you know a lot of healthy stuff towards the end of the season here and next year as well. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely encouraging and it, and it makes me excited for you know the future of, of the program for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Now hang tight here for a second. Let me talk for a minute about Affinity Plus, your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join a financial that wants to build a meaningful bank and relationship and put you first. Meet
meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including right off campus in Minneapolis on University. To learn more or find other ways to connect, here's what you want to do. Go to affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Parker Fox with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. And I want to talk about your future, but I also want to talk about your past because it's yeah. become an identity, unfortunately, in, in, in a way, right, with yeah. uh, with back-to-back injuries. So um, take me back all the way to the first one because you're so excited, right? You're a hometown guy coming back to the place that you cheered for, you know, this team to win when you were a young man. And uh, now you have your chance. Mm-hmm. And then in one instant, right? Uh, what, yeah. what was what was that like? And did you know right away that it was a problem? Yeah. So, you know, I was obviously wrapping up my career at Northern, uh, Northern State University. Uh, I was graduating. It was, season was over. We just had lost a heartbreaking overtime game to the team that went on to win the national championship. Uh, team that we felt that we were better at, better than that day. Uh, they're a really good team, uh, Northwest Missouri State. And uh, so anyway, season ends. Um, I'm in the transfer portal. I kind of have my list kind of cut down. At the end of the day, I knew kind of where I was going, just was making sure everything was, you know, dotting the, crossing the T's, dotting yeah. the I's, all that kind of deal. And um, yeah, I was just going through a workout at my, uh, my buddy's got a facility out there. The court at campus was being used. So we were just getting through a workout out there and uh, we had ended up, you know, playing, running a little fives after the workout. And um, yeah, I kind of got it going a little bit, hit a couple threes, kind of was just kind of talking a little trash to my teammates, you know, <laughs> just kind of the way I play, just fr- friendly banter and uh, um, did a st- kind of sidestep move and pump fake, got my defender to lift. And then at that point it was over because it was just open lane to the rim and went and threw down a dunk. And if anybody's seen me play, that's what I do best. It's a uh, high level athleticism. And I ended up landing and kind of rotating to run back on defense and ended up landing and my knee kind of shift. And frankly, I didn't, I didn't think much of it right away. Um, the way I play is super high level, um, you know, high motor, um, making athletic plays, kind of just jumping all over the place. Yeah, you got the ups. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I just, you know, I just, I'm the high energy kind of guy. I think that's, you know, with life and with, you know, sport and, um, and uh, I get bumps and bruises all the time, but uh, I landed and it was just a little funny. My leg was tingling and I knew something was up. So coach took me to the training room and, uh, Felt fine walking to the trainer. I was like, I'll be all right. Like I was even testing. I was doing some hops on my leg. I was like, oh, I can't. I couldn't have torn something if I can jump and if yeah. I can, you know, st- stick and move to the side and doing my own little test that I think is going to help me. But um, get to the training table and uh, athletic trainers like, yeah, I just don't have a end feel. You, you probably tore your ACL. You got to get oh. imaging. And yeah, that was. I just remember breaking down and just putting a towel over my face. And um, I just worked so hard for it. You know, like. The amount of time and effort I put in, and I don't even need people to know about that kind of stuff. Like that—that's whatever. That's that's between me and me and my work. But um, yeah, I just knew how much I wanted it and how bad and how much it meant to me, and uh, for it to be taken away like that. Um, you know, I went to a pretty dark place because you know I didn't know if Coach Johnson would still want me. I don't know if you know a scholarship was still there. Why take? You know, I, I saw the tweets like, why take the Division Two kid with a torn yeah. ACL? Like that doesn't make sense. Why would you want that as part of your program? So you know, you go to a pretty dark place. Um, but actually, I had a phone call with Coach Johnson, and he didn't even waver. And, you know, he was like, we want you. We need you here. Um, we're going to get you healthy. We're going to get you back, and you're going to be an integral part of this, um, you know, this program. And, you know, Th- Coach Thorson, he's calling me, and he's like, you know, your name's going to be on a brick outside of Williams Arena one day. And that gave me all the confidence I needed to, to come here and just, just work my tail off and, and get back. So um, didn't really know right away to answer your question. But um, once I kind of, kind of found out, um, I really just put my head down and started to work you know yeah. I knew that it's possible um you know I'm a big Vikings fan I saw Adrian Peterson come back from an ACL in six months and absolutely tear it up so I was like watching AP highlights and like all this <laughs> stuff get myself motivated for surgery but yeah definitely a definitely a crazy time because I was being recruited as probably one of the you know best prospects in the country and yeah. I had basically could pick where I wanted to go besides you know the blue bloods and uh to go from that high to that low so fast was uh, one of the toughest days or moments of my life. And, uh, but I think it's kind of built me into who I am and it's kind of changed my, my outlook on sport, but on life in general. So I'm, I'm, you know, 
it's funny, but I'm grateful for it. Yeah, in a weird way, right? Yeah. And and because okay, so that happens in the snap of a finger, and then you get the news, um, and then it's like okay, well, I want to play, but yeah. to get back now, it's a you know, oh, yeah. if not a year, eight months mm -hmm. of yeah. hard work, and I've interviewed enough guys who unfortunately have gone through similar injuries that uh, there get to be some lonely times during that rehab too, right? And then um, while you're on the bench watching your team play, you're wishing you were out there. And so how how did that for the first, I mean, and then, you know, then of, of course you get the double whammy, which then you have it happen again. But through that first year, um, kind of take me through how how it went for you in terms of trying to stay positive, uh, you know, those some of those lonely days, I'm sure, in the training room yeah, and rehab. And then sure. probably sitting there saying, God, I could be out there playing. You know, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's interesting because um, my two different processes couldn't have been more different. Um, the first one, uh, I was still like on my high about who I was as a player and, you know, who I was as a guy. And it was like every day I needed a basketball in my hands. Right. So me and my dad would, would go just, you know, second day out of surgery, just shooting form shots in my driveway, um, sitting there, just dribbling a ball in my left hand, dribbling a ball in my right hand, just wanting to be around basketball. I couldn't, I couldn't be more excited to get on campus, meet the guys, you know, see the facilities. Like I still had this, like, you know, kind of like this, this fantasy, this kind of fairy tale of, of yeah. still what was happening regardless of, of my knee. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, obviously you go to a dark place and it, it was tough on the bench, but for me, my attitude was just like, regardless of what's going on, I just got to get back to work. I got to go to work. I'm a big Jay Billis fan. Um, and he always talks about going to work. I got to go to yeah. work, got to go to work. And that's kind of just the mentality I had was, um, you know, I just got to go to work, whatever kind of reps they give me, I'm going to do one more. Um, you know, whatever kind of workout I got in there in the day, I'm going to make sure I, I do something, something more to, you know, and cause I knew where I could get to, I knew I could get back to, to what I was. And, um, you know, I was obviously tough mentally and there's some days that were tougher than others. But uh, through that first one, I was just so excited to be a part of it and so excited to be around this program that kind of some of that stress and anxiety kind of just got taken away from, sure. from where I was. And uh, I was excited to be back home again. You know, I lived five and a half hours from home for four years there and couldn't see my family as much as I wanted to. And uh, being home and having them around me definitely really helped um, because I didn't, I don't know if I could have made it through without, yeah. without their help. So, and then it, w I mean, the rehab was working to the point where there was some thought you might yeah. even play in some games late yeah. last year. Yeah. Right. And then that it just, you decided not at that, you know, it got to the point where it probably wasn't worth the risk. Yeah. Um, but so it went, so the rehab went great. You're yeah. feeling good. I'm watching you. And I remember being at Northwestern. It was, I think that was at the last regular season mm -hmm. game of the year. And like, you're jumping up, like almost to touching the top yeah. of the backboard and you're doing I mean you're almost going through some pregame workouts yeah. if I remember yeah, right I like yep. in the routine yep. you're Correct. going through yep. and yep. so you're you're close um everything went well and so now you're feeling great yeah. about this season yeah no you're right you're right and it was um you know it was such a weird time because it was like yeah it sucks that I'm gonna get, I got hurt and it sucks that I can't be out there and I would do anything to go out there with you know my new my new guys like I bonded with these guys so yeah. quick you talk about you know Peyton Willis Eric Curry become some of my best friends and um you just wanted to be out there with them you know Luke EJ Sean Charlie right down the line like all those guys and uh you know you want to be out there but at the same time I was like you know I'm gonna still have a chance at this like next year you know obviously Jamal's probably going to be back you know we're going to bring in a great you know freshman class Isaiah's going to be back you know once we got the news DOS was transferring yeah, right like, that was just so exciting and um yeah I know I just felt great like you know numbers were back up pretty well it was vert jumping past 40 inches again you know back in practice I was probably in the best strongest shape I had ever been in my life you know I was weighing like two Solid 230. Um, I was just playing well. I really figured my jumper out. I was making a lot of shots and um, was just excited, man. Just yeah. like the, the the energy in the gym was just so athletic and, and so positive and so excited. And, um, yeah, I was just ready to go. Yeah. And then the second one. Yeah. Yeah. What, then, was, what was that? Yeah, it was just it was just another day. You know, it was I had gone through. We got a lift in in the morning. Uh, gone through a great warm up. You know, I'm a kind of guy that needs to get my body warmed up. I need to. Um, well, you're getting old. Get, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be 24 here in a yeah. couple of days. I'm still hanging around this university, but um, no, I was just getting. I got my body ready. We went through probably a half hour of you know pre practice stuff with Coach Thor, which we had you know do pretty much every day, getting shots up, and uh, we had gotten to practice, did the first couple drills. Um, and then it was time to do a transition drill and 
Uh, I took the ball up the court. We're doing three on two. If anybody knows the drill, classic transition drill. Um, defender had kind of pushed up on me, so I made the move around the defender. Uh, I had Isaiah cut into the hoop on my left. Um, Could have bounced it to him. Or I had JMO spot open for three. We were down a couple points, so I was like, I'm going to take the three over the two. JMO's going to make that all day. Uh, so I kind of kind of tried to suck the defender in with my, with my left shoulder, and then I went to go pass the ball and step with my right. Uh, and then when I stepped with my right leg, I just felt it collapse, and I just felt it fell in, and it was the exact feeling uh, of the first one. Um, different leg, though? Different leg, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the left leg the first time, then this time it was the right leg, and um, it was the exact same feeling. And I knew right away. It's a feeling that you don't know until you kind of go through you it, you know, yeah. and, and once you feel it, it's, uh, you know, and it's like the same thing where it's like if I feel that feeling again, like I couldn't imagine like what I would in my response to it because it's the worst. Like the feelings, whatever, it is not even that painful. Like from my experience, at right. least, you know, it but was, you know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Like I didn't shed a tear because of the pain, you know, but um, so, yeah, I step and claps and my eyeballs just kind of like open wide up. And I look at Coach Johnson and kind of give him like a like a just a wide eye look and he's like like what you make a good pass or he said some sort of like little smirk or comment yeah. or something and I was like no nah, I tore my ACL and he's like what do you mean like you, what do you mean you tore your ACL I just watched you pass the ball to JMO he didn't do anything I was like I tore my ACL again oh. like I just I knew right away and you know coach camp comes over all the coach like I'll oh, be positive like you know everything's gonna be okay and you know went in the training table and like before he even like did the test on me I was like I know it's torn I know it's done so call my mom and uh, that was that was a tough one because, oh. yeah, it just had felt so good about where I was at, you know, just worked so hard. Anybody that's gone through an ACL rehab knows that it's the <laughs> it's the worst, man. Like, you know, the physical is obviously horrible. You know, you lose – I couldn't walk for six you know, six weeks, so I had – my knee was literally just like skin and bones. Like my quad had lost all definition. It was I could literally like wrap my finger around like my, you know, my femur bone, and it was just like brutal. But, um, you know, the physical is obviously – painful but the mental is is 10 times worse and um just knowing what i had gone through and knowing that i would have to go through it again and do it all over again was um it was devastating because when i was going through rehab the first time i had even called told uh, ryan dotson our trainer i was like if i tore my acl again i'm done with basketball like it's just it's not right. for me anymore I, i'll move on you know i'm older guy all my friends are getting jobs like i'll just go got get your a, degree yeah i got you know i got a degree i'm halfway done with the masters and i'm like you know I'll, i'm just gonna go uh, you know, live my life and, and figure it out. Um, but right when I got hurt uh, again, I was like, "This this can't be the end." Like, it's just I have too, I have too much to give for it to be the end. And I remember Coach Johnson being in the uh, the training room with me, and he just gave me a hug. And I told him, I'm, "I was just told him, I was like, I'm a I'm a play for you one day, Coach. I'm a, I'm a play for you one day." And he kind of just laughed. And um, and I and, and you know, it's a funny little statement, but I mean it because uh, that was kind of my response to telling myself, like, hey, you can still do this. Like, mm -hmm. you're still capable of, of doing what you set out to do, you know, 12 months ago when you were in the portal being recruited by everybody. Like, you're not forgotten in that way. Like, you can't forget, like, what you did to get here. You know, you can't forget the countless hours that you spent out on the track and running stairs and the early mornings working out and, you know, just the little things that you, you put way too much in this game for it just to be done. So that's kind of the you know, internal motivation that I needed to just be like, hey, let's let's schedule the surgery, let's get going, and let's get back to the rehab. And uh, now I'm seven months out, and it's uh, it was been a crazy journey, but um, just trying to uh, win every single day and yeah. win, win every single battle every single day because um, anybody that goes through this, and I don't wish it upon my worst enemy, um, it's a war, and every day is a little battle. And uh, if you can conquer each battle every single day, it's kind of just like baby steps. You know, you got to step your way and uh, you got to ignore what everybody else is saying and you got to ignore people being like, hey, are you back yet? You know, right. da, 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 da. And you just kind of got to ignore all that and you got to go to your own place. And, and that's the only way to get through. And you got to you got to have those people that are there for you. And I'm very grateful for my mom, my dad and my brother, um, extended family as well. And, you know, my new family that I've built here is um is amazing, and I have more support than I could possibly imagine, and uh, and that's what kind of gets me through. But at the end of the day, I think um, I think it's about doing it for myself. You know, uh, I think my career. Um, you know, I've always kind of been a selfless guy in that way, and you know, putting others first. And I was kind of raised that way. And um, like I said, the difference of of you know surgeries uh, this time around of 
um, you know, obviously to be a big part of the team, but, but when I'm doing my rehab, it's, it's about me and yeah. it's about how I can get better. And, and knowing that I have so much to give to basketball because basketball has given me so much that I, that I want to give it back. And, um, you know, that's kind of what pushes me through every day. Yeah. And I got a sense when you were talking about the first time through that the second time through has been mentally different, maybe yeah. how, how has that been different? <clears throat> yeah. It's just been, it's been a greater challenge, you know? <coughs> um, I think the first time, like I said, um, basketball is at my forefront, yeah. you know? And then this time around, my health was kind of at my forefront. You know, I was <coughs> obviously, you know, with basketball in my hand, first time, let's rush, let's get back. You know, my attitude was like, I'm going to play this year, da, da, da. And this time around, it's kind of just been like, you know, you got to just win every battle every single day. Like I just, I, I didn't see the the big picture the first time around. I thought these little battles were the war versus this thing is is a grind, man. Like, yeah. like I said, if you've been through it, if you've been through a, a major surgery, like it's a grind and you have to, you have to allow yourself to be okay with not being okay every day. You know, it's, you have to, you have to take a step back and look at the process versus, you know, the product. And, um, that's kind of the way I've evaluated it is, um, this is a process that I'm going through and yeah, the product's going to take care of itself if I handle the process. Right. Yeah. And I watch, um, you know, when I wear practice or shoot arounds or what have you, and the guys are out there, um, you're kind of the forgotten guy. You're on the side. You're, uh, you know, Ryan has you doing stairs yeah, or, yeah, you know, yeah. hopping up and I don't yeah. know what all the things all the that you have to things, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, those things that, that go. And so um, I, I look and I watch and, and I do, I feel, I feel good about the fact that you're, you're putting in the work and that there's, there's a future down the road for you wearing a uniform yeah. on that floor. Yeah. Um, but I also think, I sometimes think to myself, people don't understand uh what what you know while your teammates are out there practicing mm-hmm. and Ben Johnson and Dave Thorson and Marcus Jenkins and all these guys Jason Kemp are giving the scouting report for yeah. Indiana mm-hmm. you're over here hopping on one leg on yeah. the side and Ryan's putting you through different things and Isaiah's going through the mm-hmm. same thing yep, you yep, see him yep. and the other day he's walking up and down the steps I'm yep. sure that was part of whatever yep. assignment he had for right, it so right. um, man it's uh, so you know I don't know I don't know why I bring it up just to let people know. No, you're right. You know, you're right. I you mean, know, you, me, me and Robbie Hummel talked about it last night as well. It's like, you know, you're still a part of the team, but there's a divide. Like, there, there's no, there's no question that there's a little divide. You know, you're not between the lines. And like I said, the only way to to gel and to get better as a team is to be between the lines together. Um, you know, me and Isaiah are fortunately between the lines together in the, the training room. Um, yeah. And now we we added a couple, uh, yeah, last game. But um, <laughs> no, it's just you know, it, it's it's a funny dynamic because. Um, as a teammate, you want to you want to help and you want to be around the team and you enjoy the camaraderie. Like that's why you play team sports. You enjoy that kind of camaraderie between coaches and players or players and players. And um, you know, we spend so much dang, we spend so much dang time around each other yeah. that you know you better you better like the guy. And, and credit to Coach Johnson with the way he recruits and he gets the right guys in our you know in our locker room. But um, you know, you want to be around them. You want to you know interact with them. But at the same time, you got to take care of your business. So uh, it's it's an interesting dynamic and it's it's kind of there's no there's no you know game plan for for how right. to go about it um but i think just communication and um you know you just got to bring that attitude every day cuz you can choose that you know and and i think that's kind of how i've been able to not cope but um you know kind of work my way through because um you know if i if i if i had that down Debbie downer attitude and uh was just minding my own business and said screw screw these other guys you know it's whatever um not only would that impact how i was as a member of the team but it would impact the way that i go about my you know my process and and my right. you know my physical you know getting back and um so yeah i just try to wake up every morning and choose my attitude and and choose that as a positive one and and come in and put a smile on people's faces and you know it makes it even tougher too when you're you know losing a couple games and um you know you you want to <laughs> you, you it's just weird cuz it's like you know you want to help and you want yep. you want to be a part of this team and you want to give whatever you can give and obviously you can't give it physically out there on the court so i just try to give it emotionally and uh, you know kind of spiritually and mentally with the guys and um, i hope they appreciate it because it's it's 
you know, it's the way I can help right now. So I, I just try to do my best, try to do my part. You mentioned Robbie Hummel, that you talked with him last night. He did the game on TV last yeah. night. So after the game, you guys sat down. We mentioned in the start of this podcast that you also have a podcast called Double Down. And it was kind of you know, uh, spawned out yeah. of what you have gone through. And yeah. take me through how you decided to do it and kind of the concept of your Double Down podcast. Yeah, so I'm definitely a talker. If, you, if you've if you seen me, you know that um, I can't walk by a person without saying hello <laughs> to that person. Uh, I actually said that to Josh Adell the other day, one of our video guys. You know, he helps out with, like, all of our scouting and all that stuff, and he, he's unbelievable. But um, it's just kind of who I am. You know, I, I love to talk. I love to meet new people. So um, this was an opportunity for that. Um, and I kind of wanted to, to spread the message, you know, spread the – I don't think there's um, enough talk about um, the mental health and the – you know, things that we deal with with as injured players. And like I talk about that divide um, between the team, um, but there's also a divide in your own life as well because you know what you are as an athlete. And when you're on that surgery table after surgery, you're not even close to what you were like, and it's the snap of a finger. So, um, yeah, the idea sprung um, after the second surgery. Uh, I kind of just wanted to uh, get it out, get the message out there about, you know, what's going on with, with injuries and that kind of stuff. And uh, Double Down kind of just popped into my head one day uh, with two knee surgeries. Um, it kind of just was something that popped in my head. And uh, so I ran with that and got it set up and uh, got all the podcasting equipment and all that kind of deal. And uh, now I, I just hop on podcasts with, you know, former or current, you know, college and professional athletes that have, you know, been through some sort of adversity or some sort of injury and uh, kind of talk about how, how they got through that because everybody's journey is different and everybody's right. story is different. And it's what makes us uh, unique you know, athletes, but also humans. And I think um, that's kind of the aspect I like to look at more is that human aspect and then talk about, um, you know, what you went through and how'd you get through it and how did it form you into a, you know, a different athlete, but also a different person. Because I think anybody that goes through, a, you know, a nine month recovery process, um, they're probably going to ch be changed a little bit, yeah. you know, as a person as well as an athlete. So, you know, it's, it's just, getting the message out there and talking about that process has been uh, exciting for me and helpful for me. You know, you learn. I was wondering you, you, if there's yeah. a therapeutic part to oh, it mentally. Yeah, no Just doubt. Yeah. thoughts from others and what yeah, they've and, gone through. And talking out your feelings too and yeah. talking out like what's going on. And, and it's crazy because every, I've had 15 episodes and every episode I've been able to resonate with something. You know, there's right. something that I did the same as that person did or something that they did. And I'm like, hold on, maybe I want to kind of add that. And, um, you know, we, and a lot of people even talk on the podcast, like the physicals, whatever, like I was built to do the physical, like I, I made myself strong enough to do the physical, but the mental is something that I never have gone through. Like I, I had a pretty good, like growing up, like right. I had it pretty good. I was never like little injuries here and there, but like my life was pretty good, right? I've never had that crazy adversity. Um, and, you know, these are kind of like the biggest steps of adversity that I had and uh, learning tips and tricks from other people and, you know, learning that at the end of the day, like it's, it's so much bigger than the sport itself. Yeah. You know, it, it's, yeah, obviously we, we love to compete and we love to go out there and play, but, but it's a game at the end of the day and, you know, kind of compartmentalizing that, you know, in, in your brain mentally is, is, is a tough process, but once you're able to do it, it kind of, you know, it kind of flips the script on how you approach, uh, everyday rehab and, and your life in general. Yeah. yeah. Robbie, uh, so you, so that will be this week's podcast. Yeah, that'll be this week. Um, yeah. and that will come out Friday. It'll come out Friday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we'll people should, have it Friday. Uh, should look Robbie, um, you know, he has obviously he has some ties to Minnesota. He yeah. played for the Wolves for yep. a bit. I think he has family here, and they've got a cabin that he used to come here when he was a kid. I don't know if you guys ever hit on that part yeah, of it, yeah. but I remember that being part of the story. We've interviewed Robbie a couple times when he's been around because he tore the ACL the first time here. Yeah, yeah, and, he tore it at Minnesota. Um, yep. I, I remember it. Um, it was it was down on on the home end of the uh, home end of the floor, and you could tell. You know, sometimes you just know, yeah. and my heart sunk because I I know what injuries mean yeah. like it's weird too because I think part of what's cool about your podcast is that you do have um, you you investigate and talk about what people are going through Cause, and look you can't blame the fans but the second an injury goes you feel sorry for a guy a second but then the next question is when do you think he'll be back? Yeah, you know, yeah. are we going to lose him forever, or yeah. when? When can he play? And yeah. and that's reasonable for a reasonable, fan for sure. But it also doesn't uh, 
take into any consideration what's ahead for the poor guy that just mm-hmm. had the injury. Mm-hmm. So I my heart sunk the second. I remember it was probably one of the sadder moments uh, that we had on a broadcast. And, you know, and, and you could even argue that on the flip side, well, that's going to help Minnesota win. Well, mm-hmm. nobody cared. No yeah. one in the place cared about that because yeah. they you could see that it was an issue. And then we were the following fall out at Purdue for the football game. Yep. And word started to trickle through the press box that Robbie had done it a second time at a yeah. workout, a fall yeah. workout. And I'm like, geez, man, that, that, and you just, your heart sinks. So, what'd you find out from Robbie? Because, one, he's great on TV. Yeah. And you're probably, are you going to try to get into that? Maybe. You're, maybe. Obviously, yeah, you, you, maybe. Can, you have the gift of gab for sure. And you also have you, the knowledge mm-hmm. with, with which to impart. But yeah. so he's kind of a, a guy that you could role model after, certainly with what he's done. He's awesome with yeah. all, he has podcasts and he does, yeah. I think, some of these videos. Videos and he's on BTN and ESPN and whatever else. But what'd you find from him? Uh, tease us a little with uh, with what uh, we'll find in this podcast this week. Yeah, I mean, Robbie was a guy that when the podcast idea kind of popped in my head, and I have a you know historic college bas- back basketball background, and you know I've been watching college basketball for forever. So Robbie was a guy that you know, and growing a Timberwolves fan, you know, I obviously knew Robbie, I knew his story, I knew what he went through. So he was a guy that I wanted on, you know, the podcast for sure. I just didn't know if it would you know be plausible or be right. even something that we could do. And uh, fortunately, I just you know I reached out to him, and he was you know excited to hop on. And uh, yeah, he's I mean he's great, man. He talk about the ironic you know with tearing it at Minnesota, and then uh, Minnesota is at Purdue playing football. They actually lost that game twenty eight to seventeen at Purdue, and that you know it's that Minnesota connection. And then he gets drafted the fifty eighth pick in the draft by the Timberwolves. So yeah, he's got these just Minnesota ties, and you know we were kind of poking fun at you know this place is, has been good to him, but it's also been brutal to him, and yeah. uh, you know that kind of story. But um, yeah, Robbie just Robbie's attitude through his kind of surgeries and his process were a lot similar to to mine, and we really were able to resonate with each other well, and we had some really cool banter about you know different things that we experienced that that were similar. Um, and his was back to back too. He did the same knee twice, but you know his was I think eight months after. Mine was about twelve months after. So you know, kind of same deal where you, where you're getting back and you're kind of slowly easing yourself in, and uh, and it happens again. Um, and you know, same kind of deal where mine happened a second time in a practice or in a workout yeah. or whatever. So summer workout, you know, fall workout, whatever that may be. And um, yeah, we just talked about um, knowing what you can do, like knowing how hard you've worked and and the work you put in, and um, knowing what level that you can get to. And uh, you know, obviously it sucks, you know, getting deteriorated from your goals. But you know, Robbie talked about how. You know, he had an awesome freshman and sophomore year, and you're so close to making the NBA, and you know something comes up, and it's like, I can't, I can't let a little knee deteriorate my dreams. Like Robbie talked about, and you guys will hear it if you listen, but um, he talked about how there's been one other person from where he was from, his hometown in Indiana, that has made the NBA. And he's like, I'm so close to where I want to go. I can't let a little need deteriorate that kind of journey. And I, I resonate with that as well. You know, I, there's been one person from my whole time who's made the NBA, Nuni Omat, who uh, has played a couple minutes with um, Brooklyn, and I think he's with the New York Knicks organization. So same kind of deal where it's like, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. Like, yeah. a kid from Matamita is not supposed to go to the NBA, but, like, it, it's right there. Like, I had did my thing at the Division Two level, became an All-American. Every school in the country wanted me. All I needed to do was have that that one good year, and I had had that opportunity to to achieve a dream that is frankly like unreasonable. You know, right. like you're growing up, and your third grade teacher asked you to write down what you want to be growing up, like. I wrote down NBA player because, like, that's what I wanted to be. Yeah. And, you know, obviously you, you probably wrote down a couple other things. And, and Robbie shared this same story. He, he joked about how um, he wrote down being a weatherman. And, and, but at the end of the day, like, you know you're in your back of your brain, you're like, I want to be an NBA player. Like, right. that's what I want to do. And you're so close to where you want to get. And um, if that doesn't fuel you through, then I, I don't think sports right. are kind of meant for you. So, right. yeah. How can people find the podcast? Yeah, so it's available on all platforms, all streaming platforms. we got YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find it. Uh, and it's Double Down Podcast. You'll see a, a black screen with a little white writing and Double Down. And uh, yeah, go and check it out. We're on episode 15. We just started out season two. Um, and I'm looking forward to a pretty pretty interesting group of group yeah. of people. You know, I Who like have you the, had on so far, 
that people could go back. And, yeah, and go and, for yeah. athletes. I've had um, Taylor Landfair of the volleyball team, uh, Chris Oppen Bell of the football team, um, Katie Bravich, and um, Nicole of the the women's basketball yeah. team. So had a good handful of, uh, and then Isaiah Ening and Eric Curry were on there as well. So a good good handful of go for athletes. But um, now I'm kind of starting to expand out. I had a couple badgers, unfortunately, on the podcast. <laughs> but um, no, just just reaching out to to people who you know I've known, I've connected through, and um, it's really exciting because everybody everybody likes to share their story and, and it's unique and I think it's I think it's an interesting listen so yeah, yeah. you guys definitely go double go, down go get at that yeah. double down cool yep. Yep. well um, as I was just uh, teasing fans for wanting to know when's the guy gonna be back yeah. I have to ask you yeah. right how everything's going we don't have to spend a lot of time on it but yeah. what, what does your future look like and what are your hopes and goals now as you're getting what are you through seven months roughly now yeah. with, the, yep. with the second time yep just got done with seven month testing uh, actually yesterday so um, yeah it's funny because like you mentioned earlier I'm getting old I'll be 24 here <laughs> in February um, so people are like hey you know you're going to come back and you know it's a valid question and I'm like yeah I'm going to come back like I need to play a game here. Like I need to. I've never played a game at Williams Arena. Like I never made state. I never got to play a game at Williams Arena. I got to obviously practice on it, but um, you know it's funny because I had you know one of my mentors call me the other day and uh, just kind of communicate and just talking through like where we're at and what we want to do and you know what's my next step and you know I want to be a professional basketball player so what's the best steps into taking that and um, you know he asked me like are you, are you set on coming back and I'm like it's been my dream since I could remember to play a basketball game at Williams Arena like there's nothing that's going to stop me from that dream and might happen you know I wanted it to happen two years ago but it got deteriorated for two years but um, deterioration isn't going to stop me from you know reaching and accomplishing that dream so yeah I'm definitely definitely gonna be back next year um, healthy and ready to go and uh, kind of just show people that you know who I am because people don't necessarily know but also um, you know what I've been through and how um, knees aren't gonna keep me out of yeah. you know chasing that dream so yeah. yeah I'm gonna actually hopefully start my PhD here at the U next year I just completed my master's in uh, sport management so uh, getting a little bit of free education <laughs> get a little extra education but um yeah hopefully get my PhD started out uh, in kinesiology as a sport management focus um, continue to uh, learn as a, as a human being but also I'm learning as a basketball player and I'm just I'm just excited you yeah. know I'm at home and this is where I find peace and you know I've kind of found piece in that, um, you know, that aspect of, you know, this is where I'm meant to be. And, right. um, you know, I actually, I'm a big fan of JJ Redick and Victor Oladipo was on his podcast talking about, um, you know, injuries and the stuff that he's been through. And, uh, you know, everybody comes up to me and it's like, oh, so unfortunate what you went through and da, 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 da. Uh, but I've kind of flipped that script now and, and I'm fortunate for what I've been through. And it, it's shaped me into uh, who I am as as a person and and who I am as a player, and I'm excited to uh, explore that and see what the possibilities may have. Yeah, so so impressive, and I can't wait to uh, to call the first dunk and then the second Let's dunk go. and Let's go. the tenth dunk and the hundredth dunk block and, and all that. Come on, do, man. yeah, block yeah. and no the doubt. three and no and uh, steal and and all that stuff. Um, right. And I think some of why people might ask you is because with all the rules, nobody like I wasn't even sure before we started yeah. the podcast. I I, mean, I think you have a year left, but yeah. I wasn't sure. So you have, and then you told me not just do you have a year left but, but two you have yeah. two you could be an eighth year player if you really wanted to Man. take like the Rodney Dangerfield back to school approach right it's, it's yeah it's funny because now we, we got a kid who reclassified he's supposed to be a senior in high school kid in bets and we were talking about if anybody knows like Snapchat, like a private story versus a real story. Like he's like, "Oh, did you put on your private story in high school?" I was like, "We didn't have that back in high school." <laughs> like little jokes like that, you know. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting old, but like, I don't know, keeping me around these kids. Maybe it's keeping me young. And yeah, now that's old to say for now, sure. Too. But that's uh, I feel uh, you know energized when I'm. In fact, Don Fisher, the Indiana yep, play-by-play guy, fifty yeah. years, right? Yep. So I, I talked to him. And we're we've gotten to be good friends. He's a good mentor, and yeah. um, and I say mentor. I mean, I'm in my fifties now too, but he. Uh, um, he talked about how being around the, the he's 76 wow. and you know he's like it's fun to watch kids come in as freshmen and see where they head and he goes some kids are immature and sometimes it doesn't even work out yeah. but you hope for the best and he goes other times they come in as a 18 year old and they act like a 30 year old yeah. you know and it, it varying backgrounds and yeah. he said it energizes him and I feel the same way um, and it's kind of funny with with you in terms of of um, you know the the experience now you've had where you'll have a seventh year next yeah. year 
Who knows if you have an eighth yeah. year. But you're right. You got a kid who's on the roster who's supposed to be a senior in high school. Yeah. So you're, you'd be technically, you could be a 24-year-old competing against a 17-year-old, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a crazy dynamic. Yeah. It's a crazy dynamic. But I mean, I don't know. It's just, I think I'm meant to be where, where I'm at right now. You yeah. know, it's, it's funny because all my friends are off getting married and getting jobs and I'm going to weddings and I'm still a college basketball are, player yeah. and here I am, I'm showing up. But, but I think at the end of the day, you know, I'm meant to be where I'm meant to be and I found peace in that. And I no found, question. Yeah. Plus, here's what you're going to find when you get to my age. If you hadn't done it, yeah. you'd be like, God, I'd love to go back and have another two or three years of school. <laughs> no, like no, I, right? I've, I've even, you know, through my own kids and relatives or whatever, I'm like, there's, look, if you want, if you have a great opportunity, take it, yeah. but there's no need to rush into real life 100%. yet. You'll yeah. have your rest of your life for real life. Yeah, no. So play it, college hoops. Exactly. Can, yeah, right? no, and you're 100% right. It's like these, you know, they're, they're, you know, arguing about, oh, I got to get up at this time. I got to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I got, I got one class. I'm finished up my master's. Like I'm just working playing, my tail you know, off. Playing I'm, hoops or I'm around my yeah. friends. I get to hang out and I get to play a game, you know, and, and that's the, that's the funny thing is it's like, basketball's a game, you know, and, and we obviously take it seriously and we love it and we spend, you know, basketball's my life. Like I wouldn't, you know, be in this position. I wouldn't, I don't know who I would be without basketball. So it's obviously unique in that way, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a game and, uh, it's a glorified, you know, high level business game and, and we get to be a part of it. And yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's exciting. And I think, like I said, it's just, uh, uh, I'm at where I'm at and I think it's, it's where I'm meant to be. So yeah. And on top of it, you uh, you mentioned your brother earlier. He's playing yeah. college basketball now at Wisconsin Stout and having, it sounds like, a good year. Now, he is fighting a little bit of an injury, yeah. it sounds like you were yeah. telling me. But uh, uh, what's his name? And tell me about him a little bit. Yeah, so my little brother Brody, um, you know, our whole lives we've been competitors, um, you know, whether it's whatever sport. You know, we yeah. played them all growing up, and we're just, like, competitors. And it probably, most of the times, it didn't end great. It ended in some blood and some punching and kicking. But um, that's my dude, so, you know, I've been. Yeah. I've been living a little vicariously through him um, this year, and he's been uh, having a great year. I think he's averaging like 26 or 27 points at Wisconsin Stout. And, um, you know, the points are great, but but what he's getting done and, and, and how he's going about his work is what I'm more impressed with. You know, I think uh, at the end of the day, if, if you go about it the right way and if, if you put the work in, uh, the results are going to show. Um, and he was a kid, too, where, you know, he, he was a little vertically challenged height-wise, you know, growing up, and he was a late bloomer, and, you know, things started to to go his way um and and that's not by luck. Did he have a you know? late growth spurt? Yeah, he was a late growth spurt. So he yeah, he's he's like six six five, six six now, but his junior year of high school he was probably scratching five ten, five eleven. Yeah. So, you know, you, you talk about, you know, obviously things need to go your way. You know, we talk about that with Robbie on the podcast, having tall parents helps and you know you're gonna grow eventually, but it's the work that you put in um that creates that luck. You know, you, we talk about creating your lone luck and, and he's a kid that uh, has kind of done that, and he's found uh, what he's passionate about. He's found that confidence. So uh, I think you root for for guys like that. You know, have you uh, been able to go watch? I mean, Menominee's not that. Far, yeah, it's right? only about forty five, fifty yeah. minutes if you if you're cruising. So uh, yeah, I've, you know, our schedule is tough. It's tough right. to you know get any free time. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've been able to go. I think I've went to one, but uh, try to watch most of them online. Um, and yeah, it's high. That's high level basketball. That that Wyatt conference is is a good conference. Our coach Coach Kemp played in that conference back in the day yeah. and uh, it's high level basketball and I think um, regardless of what division you're at Bruce Pearl was actually talking about this the other day of uh, the opportunity to play college basketball is a blessing mm-hmm. uh, to be a part of a, a team and, and play the game that you love and, and have fun doing it, it is a blessing so um, yeah it's, it's great basketball and I love watching I love watching him and I love watching the, the team in general So and Pharrell's brothers in that yeah. league at River Falls and yeah. he's like scoring 18 yeah and he's he's, he's, yeah, and he's doing his thing as well yeah. and they, they faced off against each other this year already I think uh, uh, Pharrell's brothers team won that one, but I think they get a rematch here in early February. So I'm hoping we're we have an off day and we could maybe bring a couple of the guys down that to that one sweet, at River yeah. Falls. That would be fun, you know. And, and that's only what thirty minutes. For yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, and the guys, um, my brother's been around our apartment and you know campus, so all the guys know him and have inter- he's their age and you know that kind of yeah. stuff. So uh, we'll sit down and he actually had a seventy point game uh, this year, and me, JMO, Isaiah, Talon, and I think Trayton was in there too. We're, we're in my living room. We were watching him. And, uh, Hold it a second. He, 
He scored 70. 70. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. brother scored yeah, 70 had, in a yeah, game? Yeah, he had 70. How did I not hear about I don't that? know. I don't know. It was kind That's of public crazy. news, Graham. Were you hiding underneath the rock? Right, or probably. <laughs> I mean, if it's not on Twitter, I don't know what existed. Yeah. So but not, not enough tweets about it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so yeah, he had a 70-point game on the road. Um, uh, he had a layup. They were up like 15, and he had a layup with at the buzzer. And uh, he knew he was at 60 coming out of like the last media timeout. Holy cow. Yeah, and his buddy was like, "Hey, you're at sixty. You got to, you got to get seventy. Like, you got to, da da da." And they were, they were already going to win at that point. So um, he had a couple like fast break layups to end it, and he laid one in at the buzzer for seventy. And me and mm, you know our guys, Jamo Talon, Zay, Trey, we just start going crazy in my apartment. And we <laughs> and we're just loving it up. We're taking videos and sending to him and stuff. And uh, yeah, so it's it's been fun to watch him and the guys. Will, like I said, the guys will watch with me. Yeah, it's, it's good basketball. Yeah, so maybe that. Yeah, you're right. Maybe we can get the group and head over to uh, yeah that River would be Falls fun I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping. brother and yep. your brother and uh first one to 70 wins <laughs> gosh I don't know how I missed that but that's pretty cool yeah. to uh uh to to have that that brought up the average for sure yeah that yeah. helps no, that no, helps no, for no, sure no. was it a lot of threes or how did he it uh, was I think he had like 16 dunks in that game or something crazy like that yeah that right? I don't think he even sh- he was maybe over one for three so yeah just getting to the rack just up and, and down fast yeah, pace. fast paced game wow. pressing and that kind of deal and you know regardless 70 is impressive no matter what happens very so impressive. I got to give him his flowers for that one. Yeah, for sure. So did you give him a call after or a text after that game? Yeah, I was like, no way. You just did that. Just kind of <laughs> poking fun at it. But then he was actually home a couple days after. So we kind of got to talk about it yeah. in person, which was even better. That's so pretty cool. Yeah. Well, and to tease you about your age even more. So he's your younger brother. Yep. Pharrell's brother is his older brother. Yeah. And they're playing against yeah, each other. Exactly. So that, and, that, and, Brody's old, and Brody's older than Pharrell's older brother. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty it's, good. I'm getting old. And Roderick, right? Is, Roderick uh, Payne. Uh, yeah, he's at is, River uh, Falls. Yeah. yeah. River Falls. So anyway, well, hey, um, I said we'd keep you for like a half hour. We're almost going on an hour here, but you've been awesome. We appreciate it. Um, so much good insight, man. So impressive, too. And, um, we, uh, you know, I just I watch you work um, away from the court to, to get back. And I can't wait next year to uh, to see that first game with uh, with you in the starting lineup and going and getting a dunk and having an impact. Yeah, no, it's going to be a, it's going to be a special day. You know, I even sometimes when I walk up those stairs with the sweatsuit on, I think about how special that day is going to be. So um, that's what I'm working towards, man. And, I'm, I'm you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm doing it because I love this place and I love everybody that's a part of it. And, uh, um, you know, my journey has been different, but, you know, I, I wouldn't change wouldn't change a step of the journey because it's kind of made me who I am. And uh, I'm excited for people to see that next year. Yeah, you've got a great attitude, man. Always, always happy. Go lucky. You. A smile on your face. Double down as the podcast yes. Hummel this week, yes. and go back and listen to some previous shows yes. as well. Awesome. Yes, everybody, go do that. You can catch it on all streaming platforms. Yeah. Double down podcast. Cool. Thank you, sir. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. There he is, Parker Fox. It's episode fifty-five. My thanks once again to basketball player Parker Fox for spending time with us on the Go Gopher podcast episode number 55. As you can hear, Parker is such an impressive dude. The Go Gopher podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also proud to be supported by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Go to affinityplus.org slash Gophers. Affinity Plus sponsors our player profile each week, supporting Gopher student-athletes, including today's visit with Parker Fox. We're also sponsored by State Farm agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and please be sure to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast right now. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time, and please share the link on your social media channels so others can listen as well. We'll talk again next week.